What's going on, people? Welcome to Live and Bless the Podcast. I have a special, special guest, my friend, my sister, Miss Joya Moore. Welcome, Joya. Hi, everybody. Glad to be here. All right. So I brought you in because you have a dope story. You're a dope person, dope personality. And I just love you. So love you. tell us right. who you are. Um, my name is Joya Moore from Augusta, Georgia. Um, current seminarian um, at Candler School of Theology. Um inspiring actress. I've been acting since I was about six years old, so um, working on my career, auditioning, stuff like that. Um, I guess if I had to sum myself up, I am um, someone who really cares deeply for um, black people um, and children specifically and women, um, I would say, are my ministry focus of my ministry for sure dope 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 yeah so living blessed is the is the podcast of the overcomer okay you talked about your pretty much everything (laughs) (laughs) i'm pretty open you're pretty open yeah actress model preacher yeah teacher i try i try i try child so let's get started Um, okay who who is the actress who is the actress? Um, I think each version of me is a storyteller. Um, so when I'm acting, I'm just telling a story, but it's through someone else's words or someone else's perspective. Um, I would say I do the same thing when it comes to preaching, but of course, you know, we've learned that a lot of that, even though it's biblical, um, yeah. our perspectives is what makes the sermons come alive. Right, and right, so, right. Um, I think in all of those avenues, I try to tell a story um, that is real for people okay. um, with hints of who I am. I think that's that's what makes me a, a pretty good actress is my ability to connect with the character based off of my lived experiences. Okay. And same thing with preaching. Yeah. Um, my lived experiences. Um, and I try to use those things to help people have better perspective mm-hmm. or more clear perspective on their own lives. Okay, so you talked about experiences a lot. Yeah. Um, just pretty much telling the Bible from your experience, telling the acting story from your experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so what experiences that you had to overcome, like you actually had to go through something to say, you know what, this may be a better joy, this may be a stronger joy. I know who I am now because yeah. of what? Well, I would say most of those um experiences either had to do with um, relationships Mm -hmm. or um, survival um, or a combination of the two. Okay. Um, So some of the most uh, hardest lessons I've had to learn was um, when I didn't have a job Mm -hmm. and I had to go down to the unemployment office and search high and low for jobs driving to atlanta for auditions and driving Mm -hmm. up here for um uh this company that said they were about to start a network and never got off the ground you know like (laughs) like hustling that type of way you know or um being cast in Mm -hmm. major productions but not as a lead and so you know i'm literally getting paid my gas money you know so Mm -hmm. um those type of experiences i think um or what build character, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. 
So let's talk about your relationships. You mentioned yeah. relationships that was, yeah. you had to overcome. Yeah. What what, what happened? Uh, what hasn't happened? <laughs> <laughs> See it at home. Um, I know the the story that you're talking about in particular. Um, I was dating, and um, I think our relationship just we didn't know enough about each other um, or how serious we got. Um, And so um, there was a point where, you know, we were together, living together, and um, then we weren't. (laughs) (laughs) And um, for me, um, despite discussions that Mm -hmm. were had about things not working, I think... um, there was a point where um, I unexpectedly came home and nothing was the same. Like the the house looked different and it took me a minute, yeah. well not a minute, but it took me probably 20 seconds to realize yeah, that yeah. everything was like gone. Uh-huh. Most of everything, nothing that- Like everything, like what? Like everything that so only the things that were there were things that belonged to me but but it, i didn't have a lot of stuff there right, so right. um when i got there i was just like in shock you know mm-hmm. um and and not even saying like uh this person has bad character or not because i think they're actually a great person yeah. but it was just um one of those situations where um i think it just got to be too much mm-hmm. um and so for me, when I experienced it, after I got over the initial shock of it, yeah. um, I had to take a step back and ask myself about the role that I played in the situation. Okay. Um, and so that took some very difficult introspection. Like, I really... Um, because this person actually treated me pretty well. Mm-hmm. And so... Then you know, especially as a woman, we're kind of a lot of times you're like the guy's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But that wasn't necessarily the case. Really? No, it wasn't. It so wasn't. You were the bad girl. I won't say that, but <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm telling my own story. Yeah, Always, yeah. you know, the hero in your own story. No, but I definitely had some growing to do. Okay. I would say if if we were both assessing the situation, we mm-hmm. would both say we had growing to do. Okay. okay. But I can't control. You know his growth. Of course, you of know course. I had to just deal with myself. Yeah, we were responsible for ourselves. That's right, and so I think um, that situation um, taught me, or it opened the door mm. for me to decide the type of woman that I wanted to be. Okay, am I gonna be this victim, this person who always blames other people when things don't work out, or am I going to truly assess the situation? fairly and figure out the role that I played in it and and try to be better and okay. so it was even though it was a difficult moment um it was one of the best things that ever happened to me mm-hmm. because it was so painful yeah yeah um and I wasn't really used to losing I wasn't the type <laughs> of person you know I okay. always, always convince you always people on top. Yeah, yeah. to do what I want them to do and that just wasn't the situation it w- but it was the best thing because it was real life so you were trying to not fix him but more along the lines of create him into who you wanted him to be in that relationship oh that's actually good that wasn't what I was saying but that was a piece okay that okay. was a piece of it um okay. 
So talk and, more about that. Well, I think when you don't know who you are, right? Um, you it's like it's easy for you to try to fix the other person, you mm-hmm. know, or say what's well, you that needs to fix this, or right. it's you that needs to fix this part. This is why our relationship isn't working out because it's you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but. When I started to look in the mirror, I'm like, nah, sis. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> you need to work on this, and you need yeah. to work on this, and you need to work on okay. this. And so, um, because I started to do that work, mm-hmm. now I don't, I'm not in the business of ever trying to fix anybody ever. Right. Like, I'm pretty grounded in like what I want and what I feel I need um, in a partner. Mm-hmm. And so, um, if you don't bring those things to the table, you know what I mean? Then, then yeah. we may not be a, a good fit. Or, you know, I may suggest, you know, like, hey, you know, there may be things that you want to work through because right. I had to work through them. Right, right. Yeah. So my homeboy um, who I used to work for, um, he would, every time something would go, I, I don't want to say wrong, mm-hmm. but every time something would go wrong, he would say, it's always a teachable moment. Absolutely. So what did you learn from that relationship that you can, like, say, you know what, hey, sis, I want you to learn from my, my mistakes or my, 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 my F-ups? Yeah, yeah. Um, What did I learn um, I think I learned, not I think, I learned so much. Um, I think I learned that the work one begins with you. Okay. Um, and so a lot of, a few, a little bit of what I've already been saying in the fact that if you don't know who you are, mm-hmm. you really don't have much business in a serious relationship. If right, you don't right. know who you are, because okay. how can you know what you need or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I realized in that situation that I needed to figure out who Joya was right. and what my purpose was mm-hmm. and, and what I wanted out of life so that I could then attract, you know, the man who would compliment right. that yeah. instead of trying to force someone who had some of the, you know, yeah. into this box that mm-hmm. this person didn't belong in either. Right, right. Um, that also made me realize that whoever I date needs to know who they are. True. <laughs> you know what That's I mean? Yeah. One, because you need to be able to recognize me just mm-hmm. like I need to be able to recognize you. Exactly. Um, but then, two, I realized that I'm a very strong woman. Mm-hmm. I have a very strong voice, a very strong presence. Um, and, and I could... You know, like talk you into being uh-huh. whatever, because I kind of, you know what I mean. Like yeah, I have yeah, a little yeah. bit of juice, and so, <laughs> <laughs> so a that's just a little. Not that's like gonna sound so bad, but I, I just yeah, know, yeah. you know, like you know as, as a preacher, yeah. we have the power yeah, to persuade, yeah. and right. if you don't manage that well, it can become easily become manipulation. Right, right, yeah. right. So um, I learned that. Um, I learned that it's important to grind and hustle and mm. have your own stuff. Okay. Period. Period. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, I don't, there will never, ever, ever, when you shouldn't say never, but mm. I'm going to work my hardest to never put myself in a position where um, I'm living in a house and my stuff is not there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Or if, if my stuff isn't there, it's in storage. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I just, I I realized that I wasn't even well established enough as a woman, as a person, mm-hmm. um, to be in that situation because I, I ended up having to start from ground zero, which worked out beautifully because yeah. now I have about two 
houses worth of you know, I have plenty okay. of stuff. Um, <laughs> but I had but it just yeah. it just increased my hustle. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you talk about as a woman having a hustle and pretty much having your own. Yeah. Um I've seen cases where women didn't have their own or guys didn't have their own. It yeah. was pretty much somebody was dependent upon somebody for yeah. something. And why do you feel you should have your own? Mm, I mean, because you cannot predict what someone else is going to do. Mm-hmm. And um, even if you love them? Even if you love them. Because just because you love them doesn't mean they love you. True. Or it doesn't mean that they love you the way you love them. Or their love could change. Yeah. Or they could decide they just want to do something completely different. And people have the right to change their minds. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's wise to put yourself in a situation where someone has that much power and control right, over right. the way that you function. Yeah. I also think that it's really important. Um, for me, I'm someone who wants to be married. I'm someone mm-hmm. who wants to have children. To set my children up for success before they get here. Right, you know right. what I mean? I want to have money in the bank and be established um so that we don't have to uh, struggle unnecessarily yeah yeah. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um i also think when it comes to being a good partner in a relationship um i want to be with someone where we're hustling together we're grinding together Mm -hmm. and um i don't want to be the weak link in my relationship where i have the bad credit or I right. you know what I mean yeah. I don't have any kind of income or anything working for me mm-hmm. um that that can't work for us right and so I think it even though it it starts with me it's mm-hmm. still me thinking about this future self right, and thinking. having my family and, and my husband and the empire that we'll ultimately build dope yeah. I love it so nowadays women and men mm-hmm. um they talk about having their own, right? We mm-hmm. just talked about that. And what do you say about what do you say about the relationship where we're trying, like somebody has one thing, but the other person doesn't have it. So you mentioned like, you know, my credit the credit might be jacked up. Mm-hmm. Like what if they're together, they're highly in love? Yeah. Does it work? Or do you sit back and say, you know what, mm, you might need to reevaluate our relationship? Well, I think it's about the effort okay. that's put into the relationship. Um, people aren't perfect, mm-hmm. and um, everybody didn't grow up with parents that teach you about credit yeah. or or walk you through certain things. A lot of us have had to learn things the hard way, or you know, our parents are just doing the best they could, and so they taught taught us what they could. Right, you know what right. I mean? And maybe life hasn't happened in a way that you've learned all the lessons yeah. you need to learn to make you great in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But I think um, your effort is really what defines who you are in that relationship. So if, if, if I went into a relationship and I said, babe, my credit is whack, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm trying to make yeah. it better. I'm uh-huh. trying to repair it or fix it. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you know, that person would say, okay, babe, let's fix it together. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right. It's just, I think if you are in a relationship and you guys have a vision of what you're trying mm-hmm. to accomplish individually as well as together, as long as b- both people are putting forth 100% effort, mm-hmm. even if it's for different things. So, you know, it could be credit for one person, but it could be, I don't know, um, the type of job the other person has, not yeah. just financial yeah, things, right, right, but it's right. just, it's just 100% effort period. Okay, okay. Yeah. So let's talk about, let's transition to the seminarian. Okay. What is it like? 
Um, seminary is nothing like I expected. Okay. Um, but everything I would have ever wanted it to be. Okay. Um, okay. and that's so like up in the clouds. <laughs> bring it down. So what um, did you, before we get into it, what okay. did you aspire to be before walking through the doors of Candler? I think I've always not always, but for a good bit of my life, I've known that mm. I was supposed to preach. Okay. Um, for way longer than I wanted to admit. I think for a long time, I was just like, Lord, I don't know. But I think most people, <laughs> yeah. you know, who know what it what it's going to require, mm. they feel that way. Right, um, right, right. So I've always wanted to be a preacher. I think I thought when I went into it that I would... Uh, do nonprofit work, and mm-hmm. I'm still open to that. Okay. Um, when I got there, I started thinking about chaplaincy. So you, you, it really does open the door, and mm-hmm. and um, it's for you to kind of discern what your what would be good for you as far as your vocation. Um, did you ask me what, what is it like now? Yeah. Um. So now, God, it's just like you're in year two. I am. I'm starting year two, and um, I don't know. I don't know what it is about seminary or or you know the space that I'm in specifically mm-hmm. um but it has created a community for me of people who get me yeah um and so I don't have to sh- to like shy away from who I am right, or right. or not say certain things about who I am or what I think um it's welcome mm-hmm. so so that in itself is a, a free space because you know, so often we don't get to be who we are. Most people are, you know, at jobs or in spaces where you have to be what your boss is. You have to be, right. you know. Um, and then two, I have learned to just be a better listener. Mm-hmm. I don't even really know how that happened because we don't take a <laughs> class on listening. You Not know what all. I mean? Not at all. At all. But um, I think maybe through pastoral care mm-hmm. and um, and engaging with classmates as well as engaging with the biblical text um it has made me way more empathetic to people and um way more understanding of situations and circumstances um it's made me feel lighter okay yeah it's weird because the work is heavy yeah yeah. so So explain that because when i was yeah I, I, i think i told you i dropped out for a little bit. I, I might, got you. I might go back. I don't yeah. know yet, but right now I'm just in a different space. I got you. I appreciate I that first year. I respect it. That first year was dope. Yeah. It broke me. I mean, it broke me. I yeah. Mean, to the point where I was having panic attacks, crying and stuff. Yeah. So. it's. I think that's a part of the process. Yeah. I went through a lot of that. Like, I was like, since when do I have, my, my family calls it nerves uh-huh. when you be like shaking. Yeah, yeah. I had all that. I was like. <laughs> I didn't, this didn't happen to me before I got here, bro. Yeah, What's going yeah. on? And I've so, heard, we've all heard those stories yeah. about you know, what happens at you know seminary school. Depend on it doesn't matter what school you at. Yeah. Within seminary, God does some crazy work. Like, yeah. you know, all right, God, who are you trying to mold me and create me to yeah. be? Yeah. And have like obviously you found yourself in that space too. Yeah. Um, talk more to that. Um. So yeah, I I experienced a lot of that. It was towards the end of mm-hmm. the first semester where I just, I started feeling, like, nervousness, mm-hmm. um, like, literally, like, jolts of, I think there were maybe muscle spasms in my legs, wow. arms, and stuff. It was, it was, yeah, I didn't expect that. The OT test. Listen, they were so <laughs> intense, but I'm such a nerd slash scholar. Uh-huh. I loved it. I hate it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nope. 
I loved it, but um, because it pushed me. It did. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, I want to do PhD work and all that. So it was just kind of preparing me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when I would overcome it or when I would, you know, get a decent grade, I'm like, all right, you know, yeah, like yeah. it was affirming. Um, but it opened the door for me to go to therapy. Okay. And mm-hmm. that, I think, played such a pivotal role in my seminary experience as well. Okay. Because I'm like, I need to just. I'm crying. I'm. I'm. I am just sad. Yeah. But I think what what seminary does, like when we go to pastoral care, it opens up all these wounds. It does. And these boxes that we closed up and put in the closet, mm-hmm. lock the key, and it opens it up because if what's what you know what we learned, yeah. you don't deal with your stuff. How you gonna help somebody else through theirs? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Or you gonna you, like you gonna bring your stuff to their situation mm-hmm. and not be helpful at yeah, all, or yeah. you get triggered <laughs> by something. By something, mm-hmm. and so um, I think you know that's what happened. And so okay. by the by the end of first semester, and I'm taking this pastoral care class, I'm like, bruh. <laughs> so, <laughs> before Thanksgiving, I went in, I'm sobbing talking yeah. to this lady. I, I um, could barely tell her what was going on. <laughs> like I just need some help. That's it. That's it. <laughs> So yeah. all second semester, okay. I, I went to um, therapy mm. on campus uh, with a bomb therapist. She's so lit. I started telling everybody, like, you need to go to her. You need to go right, to her. Right. I might not be able to go see her next year. I didn't sit so many people away. <laughs> but she helped me to understand myself so much better, Yeah, my choices, my relationships. Uh-huh. Um, and so, um, oh, my... my um, connection and resistance to the black church Ooh. i had major issues with the black church for a long time and she I'll helped me to just to i'm gonna bring it I'll back and so she helped me to work through all of those things and helped me to better understand myself and the voices mm-hmm. of you know parents and and the black church and yeah. that that were influencing me in ways that i didn't even realize so i was wow. kind of in this space where i'm like okay this is joya this person who Loves to live life, love you know what I'm saying, listen to Cardi B and you know what I'm saying, that <laughs> me. But then it's like this Michelle Obama version of right, me. Right, right, right. That's has like first lady vibes, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Yeah. Who like and I'm like, I can't be both. And I don't know which one to choose. And she's like, nah, they're the same person. Mm-hmm. They just make you that much more dynamic. I'm like, Ooh. bruh. Wow. She was lit. She was lit. So therapy did that for you. Therapy did that for me. So now that you're in therapy. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about your traumas, your past issues, your current situation that you got going on. Yeah. How you feel? That's where the lightness comes from. Yeah. Because I didn't realize that as I was processing through these, mm-hmm. you know, breakups and all, like, I'm like, I have these patterns and all this, um, that I was shaming myself mm-hmm. as I was processing through instead of showing myself grace like I would show anybody on the street. I wasn't yeah. giving myself that grace. And I wasn't um um recognizing that I was a human being. Right. Who is processing through life just like everybody else. I felt like I because I can see this me down the road, mm-hmm. I need to be that me down the right, road. Right, but it's right like now. you get there by Doing steps. It. Yeah, by steps and going through the process. That's right. That's so right. I'm in therapy myself. Okay. Um, yeah. Help me through all my all my shit. Yes. All of it. Yes. You know, and, and it's dope. It is. You know that same excitement you got about therapy is the same excitement I have, and yep. I send everybody to therapy. Please. You know, so black people go to therapy. Oh my god. Why is it important that black people go? Specifically uh, be- us. 
we experience trauma every day. The white folks, they, they've been to therapy. Yes. They, but, but us, we... We experience trauma every day. Every mm-hmm. time you get on the internet and you are... I said the internet. Every time you get... <laughs> I mean, it's I true like, though. Yeah, but every time you get and online... That's and you're seeing another police shooting uh-huh. or you're seeing another person uh, walking down the street and the yeah. police being called on them or someone in their backyard picking up trash mm-hmm. or a college student. You know what I'm saying? Like we and then and then add being a woman on top of that right. where, you know, we are being mistreated by mm-hmm. the men that we love. You know what I'm saying? These father figures, uncles, cousins, whoever. And then being silenced about that. Yeah. We are taking all this trauma into our souls, into our bodies and then kind of wondering why it's manifesting as disease and mm. you know what I mean yeah. because we're not dealing we're internalizing it and and keeping it in instead of talking it through with a right, professional right. who can help us release you know that that anxiety and that pain and trauma so gotcha. y'all go like I had a conversation with my mom about therapy and uh, she was like girl I don't want them to know all my business mom Ooh, that and that's the problem with us yes. we know because we've learned in the black community what happens in this house stays in this house, you yeah. know, it's swept under the rug. Right. And then it's repeated generation after That's generation right. after That's generation. Right. So let's talk to I don't want nobody in my business. Yes. Because I was like that for a minute too, like living yeah, me in too. shame. Like you know, living yeah. in shame about everything and now Everybody know my business. Like, me too. Care. I'm like, listen, <laughs> listen, please, because then I don't. I'm not bound by you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not feel I was shame. reading Charlemagne on uh, the God's book, and he said pretty much um, the first one. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Uh, shoot. Black privilege. Black privilege. Yeah. And within his book, he was pretty much saying like, you know, he pretty much just out yourself before somebody else. Did. That's right. You know, just tell your tell all of your stuff, your your skeletons, yeah, your baggage, all that stuff before somebody else does it. And it's yeah. so much freeing that I was able to like, you Google my name, you'll find all my business. Wow. The first I got a, did a Voyage article that has everything in there. Yeah. About me. Yeah. And it's like you know, people don't want to buy their business for what what what's the what's the problem? Why not? Um, I think just the shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, we 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 take our life experiences and we feel shame, and people shame us. Right. Um. But when I started to, realize, I'm like, everybody has junk. Everybody. Yep. You know what I uh-huh. mean? And and the people who shame you for your junk, one haven't faced their own, mm-hmm. um, or they're too, you know, they're afraid yeah. that that they're gonna be exposed, so they're gonna use their energy to expose you. Yep. Yep. As because people once when you go through stuff and you deal with your stuff, mm-hmm. you don't want to shame nobody else because you know what you've been through. Yep. Yep. So I so that's that's the issue is yeah. is that shame that's associated. Gotcha. Yeah. So shame. A lot of it comes from the black church. Mm. We got a lot of <laughs> How long we got? a lot of unbiblical rules. Yeah. Equally. Or yoked. some biblical. Yeah, some biblical just been twisted. Been, that's right. So give us some that have, you know, that you've heard, but now that you're in seminary, or not even that you're in seminary, but now that you've grown and gotten wiser, gone through therapy and gotten, you know, gone through mm-hmm. got into a better space, a better joya. Yeah. What's the beef with the black church? Um, so let me just let me just start by saying I have such a profound love for the black church. <laughs> Cause I already know people probably be like, oh, she's gonna be a preacher, she had issues with black church. Um, and I think that we can uh, be critical of these entities that we're a part of if we're willing to do the work to make them better or um or just are are participating and for a long time i got out of the fight i stopped going to church mm-hmm. um even when i was in seminary um and i when i would go i'd be so bitter or just like 
oh, I hate this space and I couldn't figure out why. Yeah. Um, but some of the things, I think a lot of it um, was misogyny, was just as a woman feeling like um, I, I had to dress a certain way mm-hmm. to be validated or to be seen as a preacher um, or, um, or just the idea that is still absurd and I want to be very clear about this absurd that women can't be preachers that's because I met a a guy who was he was strictly Old Testament okay and he was telling me you know I was at the car dealership my car he's strictly Old Testament so is he or is he Jewish or like he's black he's a brother well I'm asking like what do you mean strictly Old Testament strictly Old Testament as in Baptist church all he pretty much he abides by the Old Testament law so okay. women cannot so, preach. So the New Testament just is like not relevant at all. Them just pages. That just, so like that, the women that, that were at the, the tomb that were you know went and talked about Jesus. Yeah. being resurrected. That don't. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all, God bless you, brother. Y'all, y'all can't preach. God bless you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not nice you, me. Don't be nice to you. But, so, therapy has grown you up, obviously. Yes. But this black church thing, um, it's, it's scary. It's crazy. It's yeah. wild. But it's church. But mm-hmm. they're also, they're human beings in there. Yeah, you know, I think church does great work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would even say that the people who are saying misogynistic and maybe even racist things think that they're right. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, as a as a fellow Christian, makes me um, not necessarily sympathetic towards their plight, but it does. We all think we're right about something. Yeah. You know what I mean. So I think, um, you know, I I struggle with with this thought. You know, do you join or do you start something new? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Um, and. I don't know. I think I'm still in that space of, of wrestling. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, that you still have to show up. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited for this year where I'm required to be in a church setting. Ooh. Eight hours a week. Help me, Lord. But listen, I'm glad. I, I had not done the work uh-huh. last semester to deal with my stuff. Yeah. This I would be dreading it. I would be feeling all types of anxiety uh-huh. and anger and bitterness. I'm literally here. You know, after I leave here, I have a meeting at a church. <laughs> <laughs> it's outrageous. So back in all the things I'm supposed to be doing this and, year at this church. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited. I'm That's excited good. to show up uh-huh. as a millennial as a black woman um that has a voice that mm-hmm. has experiences that speak to other people that'll help other people just a little bit as they journey through their processes so um i think we just have to show up mm-hmm. i think we have to we have to do the work right. um and figure out what feels true to us mm-hmm. and and not necessarily um you know be standing with posters like women should be preaching but yeah. just be a dope woman who preaches gotcha, you know gotcha. what i mean i think that is the work um that people that will resonate with people mm-hmm. that will um maybe you know i won't change the minds of of that gentleman who was at yeah. the car wash but that's not my goal right, god right, didn't right. call me to yeah. that you know what exactly. i mean god called me to stand up mm-hmm. in in the most authentic version of myself and speak truth in love with power and conviction mm-hmm. so i think that's what we have to do we have to show up okay so what do you say to that 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 guy that woman who said you know what i'm done with the church 
Um, I've seen a lot of that in our generation. Absolutely. Like at the church, I'm done with it. Yeah. You know, how do you get that brother, that sister back into the church or help them to find something spiritual that at least allows for them to have a, a relationship with God? Yeah. Um, so um, my theology, you mm. know, it's it's in formation. Yeah. Um, which means that I I am still uncovering and will continue to for the rest of my mm-hmm. life who God is. Yeah. Um, I don't think you necessarily have to be in the church to experience God. You experience God every single day. Right. And so I would say to that person who has experienced her church or um, who is, you know, just doesn't believe in the Bible or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I would just say start some type of spiritual practice okay. Um, okay. that feels true and right to you. Yeah. Um, I believe that God is in every aspect oh, yeah. of our existence in this world. God is in this moment. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you don't, I wasn't in church. I, like I told you, I wasn't, well, my job at one point was keeping me from church. And then I just chose not to go. Yeah. And I'm like, God, I'm going to sit out of the church, Jesus. <laughs> but I experienced God way more uh-huh. this last year, not necessarily being in church um, than I did when I was, yeah. you know. And I think that may have been God's point. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe so much of what I saw God as was religion. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. if people are re- rejecting religion, I get it. Right. And right. I respect it. Um, but I would say God is still very present mm-hmm. um, and that you can experience God if you choose to, but maybe not in that traditional way. You right, know what I mean? Right. So so start with maybe you don't go to church, but there's a song that feels like that this is God to me. Right. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be a gospel song. Mm-hmm. But like just kind of start with that song and meditate on that song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, I think community plays a big role in that too. Definitely. And so um uh maybe branch out to people who are in a similar space as you but are trying not like in this stupor uh-huh. of like I hate church. You know what I mean? Because y'all gonna say yeah, that I yeah. hate church space. Yeah. But like okay I don't like church but I do want to experience God, you know what I mean? And we're, we are this body of people mm-hmm. and we're trying to uncover what God looks like. Okay. I think okay. that's a start okay. um, because yeah. that's kind of how it happened for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So on IG, I see on your stories, you're always saying, sis this, sis that, sis, yeah. you know, encourage yourself, sis, I yeah. was there. Why, what makes you so drawn to encouraging women so much, you know, to where it's now become a part of your life. It's part of who Joya is. Yeah. I think, um, one, we as women, we're so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that we aren't encouraged to be. Um, we we have been taught that we are the lesser mm-hmm. of the two. You know, yeah, we, yeah. we're supposed to submit to men. Um, or we're supposed to... Um, uh, uh, compliment the man, but mm-hmm. not necessarily be great on our own. Right. And I feel like that was something that was like, it wasn't, um, my parents didn't necessarily say that to me. Um, but, um, I felt just kind of all around me, like as far as society and mm-hmm. even church, you know what I mean? For the longest people would tell me, and it, it 
it, um, I liked it at first until I realized. Yeah. He'd be like, you'll make a great first lady. <laughs> like, you'll make a great first lady. And I respect first ladies. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. that, that's, I respect it, but but it's but I, there's another part of me that says, okay, you hear me say these powerful things. Uh-huh. Why aren't you telling me I'd be a great preacher? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like people don't even realize that they're putting you into this box. box yeah. You know, and you tell me I can do both because yeah. now someone tell me, girl, you'd be a, a great you know co-pastor. You and your husband, I'm like, yeah, you're right. We go get the game. <laughs> I would love that. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah, I would yeah. still be in both the spaces, exactly. but not limited. Mm-hmm. And so I think I speak to what I wanted people to say to me, mm-hmm. and maybe. Mm-hmm. To some of the things that were said to me. Okay. Um, um, yeah, I think um, I want women to know how strong they are mm-hmm. and and that they don't have to be with these abusive and manipulative men who are truly insecure mm-hmm. um, and breaking them down because they're not big enough to handle this woman at full capacity. Okay. Um, that's from lived experience. That's from me dating people who manipulated me and who made me feel small because of the way that I thought yeah. or the fact that I felt like I should have a voice and that my voice meant something. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, now that I have overcome yeah. that brokenness and in, in allowing people to tell me who I should be, I now want to empower other women like Gnosis. Dope. You know what I mean? Live yeah. your life to the absolute fullest. Um, yeah. That's all you should live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, this is a question. They say we shouldn't ask women, but I'm asking anyway. Okay. How, how old are you? I'm 32. 32. So, what would you say to the teenage Joya? The teenage what would, me? What 32-year-old Joya say? Oh, girl, don't be worried about them little boys. <laughs> oh, my God. I would say that. Okay. You know, I, you know, I wasn't like hot out here in these streets, but um, I wish I would have activated my grind mm. a long time ago. My dad is an entrepreneur. He's okay. been an entrepreneur is about as long as I've been living. And when I was a teenager, you know, he used to tell me, like, start a business or, you know, residual income. He said yeah. all these things that, like, I got it, it was, but it I didn't realize. Yeah, and so I, I, I wish, I mean... You're a teenager, so it's like, yeah. you wish. But um, I would say, you know, bring your best self to your education. Mm. Like, it's like typical things. Yeah, like, bring yeah, your yeah. best self to your education. When you go to college, bring your best self mm-hmm. um, to, you know, your your acting. And and don't even be... I, I If I could go back, mm-hmm. I would say I would just focus so much less time on relationships okay. and guys. Ugh, yeah. I just, yeah. <laughs> I, ugh, you know what I mean? You, they were all life lessons and yeah, they brought yeah, me to yeah. this point and I'm okay. grateful to be here. Definitely. And maybe I wouldn't be here if I had not gone through those things. Okay. But yeah, I believe in a God who could have got me here <laughs> without all that. But hey, I don't know. This is my story. It is. You know, it is. So. I appreciate you sharing it. Also, oh, where can the listeners find you? How can they stay in touch with you? Oh, indeed. Yeah. There's a lady out there going through and say, yeah, I went through that and I'm trying to get through it. How can they, how can they reach Joy? Yeah. Um, I am most active on Instagram. Okay. I'm on Facebook. It's Joya Moore. Um, on Instagram it's Joya Moore underscore. Um, I have some things in the works and so I'm super excited. Um, to, um, share those things with, with people. I'm not going to like say them cause it's, I'm in seminary, y'all. So, you know, listen, this, this scholarship is so, (laughs) 
serious. It takes so much of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I am um, in the process of writing a book. Dope. Um, thank you. That'll be that'll share a lot of the life lessons that I learned okay. um, in life, and then like from my dad. I didn't realize how much my dad planted in me, mm. um, and how much I lean on the things that he taught me as I process these difficult moments yeah, in my yeah. life. And so um, people would tell me all the time, man, I, you know, like I wish I had a dad like yours. Your dad's so active, involved your life. Even to this very day, um, I couldn't be in seminary without him. That's and beautiful. so um, I want to just share some of those life lessons with people. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you guys check me out on Instagram um, or Facebook. Um, I think my Snapchat is Jazzy Thespian. Yeah. Jazzy who? Jazzy Thespian. I'm an actress. <laughs> Jazzy Thespian. You get it? Um, so yeah, y'all check me out. Um, okay. and, um, that book hopefully will be out the top of next year. Dope, um, dope, dope. all kinds of other cool things. It. Yeah. So close out with a favorite quote saying, or just some encouraging. Um, I don't want to say a quote cause I'll miss, I'll paraphrase the mess out of everything. <laughs> right. Um, so, oh, I would just say this, this is something that I've, that has kind of become a mantra for me. Um, just live in your truth. Mm-hmm. Live in your truth. Um, and what I mean by that is honor yourself um, with your thoughts are valid. Your feelings are valid. The things you aspire to do are valid. You deserve to be in a good relationship. You deserve to have wealth and happiness and peace and love. And anything or anyone or any entity that is trying to take those things away from you are, are um, you should I don't know if you should eliminate them, not like, you know, <laughs> get rid of them completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, um, never allow those things to have a louder voice in mm. your mind and your spirit than what is authentic to you. So, oh, oh. yeah. Appreciate you coming on. Jay. Absolutely, boo.